Hello and welcome to Noah Grossman Live, back from hiatus. And if you can hear, we got a theme song. Did you hear that theme song? That is that is the theme song that was composed by my friend Jesse Aaron. I called him up. We took two days, made something fresh. I was like, make it jazzy, make it stupid. He was like, here you go. <laughs> he is straight up talented. But aside from the theme song, if you're watching the video podcast out Thursdays, audio version out Tuesdays, you can see that I got a painted wall behind me. This is half of the studio, which is up. So this angle, you can only see one of the walls. There's another wall yet to be completed. I'm still painting it. Once it's up, it's going to look amazing. It's going to be great. The only issue is I've got no AC in my podcast studio. But guess what? You can't hear me sweat unless it drips onto my audio equipment. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about my new theme song, my wall, what I've been doing during the hiatus, kind of the current event, current status of, of the world right now, um, along with adding in some movie review and song recommendations. And maybe, just maybe, somewhere in there we'll touch on uh, sexual predators. Doesn't that sound so interesting? Yeah, the hiatus has been weird and long. Let's hop right into it. All right, so you already know I got a new theme song. I got a new wall. But did you know I've got an app coming out, an iPhone app? The official launch is going to be next week, but you are the first people to, I guess, officially hear about the official news. That makes sense. So the app is called Introverts and Extroverts. And for the last, I want to say, six weeks, I've been working on it with a company called Thunkable. And uh, we partnered on this app. We have been doing everything from designing to they've been coding, which is awesome. Um, kind of moving forward with concepts, having to deal with being a... Uh, basically, we got denied by the App Store three times in a row uh, for a couple of different reasons. Um, let me just let me just explain it. So Introverts and Extroverts is a wildly fun multiplayer game, which you should download and play with your friends and also give a five-star review. Thanks. So the game is multiplayer. You can play it on one phone or many different phones, different locations, same location. Um, but it's introverts and extroverts. And this is out on Google Play and the App Store. And gameplay-wise, it's similar to Truth or Dare, but it's more um, challenges like an introvert challenge and an extrovert challenge. So it's a familiar game mechanic, but kind of done newly. Um, we've got completely fresh kind of challenges that are a little bit like Truth or Dares, but, you know, not at all. Um, and also, you can submit your own and be approved in the app, and then everyone around the world can play your introvert or extrovert challenge. Um, I've got a bunch of my friends who have hopped in and given me some challenges, like Steve Zaragoza, uh, Ian threw one in, Ian Hecox, obviously, if I'm talking about an Ian. Uh, Courtney has some in there. A, a lot of different people have some in there, so look out for those, and then we are constantly updating it. So if you submit one, I'm basically the person who reads it, and I choose whether or not it's in or out. Um, so I'll read your submission minimally, but, uh, also it's likely that you'll be featured within the app, which is super cool. Let me tell you the story of what it's like to submit on the Apple app store. So the game initially was called quarantine truth or dare, um, because we wanted to make kind of a game everyone understood could play, um, and do while social distancing. We thought it would be a fun way to kind of promote staying separate. So initially it was called quarantine truth or dare. And the App Store didn't like it because it referenced COVID, and uh, they've got very strict rules, so it got denied. Um, we brought it back as stay-at-home truth or dare, um, and they denied it because they didn't like the truth or dare format. So we were like, okay, we get what you're saying. Uh, you don't like anything that we do. <laughs> so um, we took it back, redid the whole idea, rebranded it, 
um, basically did the whole thing from scratch again um, and ended on introverts and extroverts, which we think is a super, super interesting spin on the game that we all know and love. Um, something familiar, but something new. And literally anyone from around the world can play with each other. You could have a thousand people in a single game if you wanted to. Like we built this thing with unlimited capability. And also this is the uh, the first version. So all things to get more complicated, much better, you know, many more challenges added in. Right now, I think we have like 250 challenges, um, adding both introvert and extrovert challenges. So it's a really, really cool game, and I would love if you all checked it out um, on the Google Play and the App Store. And also, if you gave it a five-star review and downloaded it and played it with your friends and tagged me, I would love you forever, and I would retweet and or share. <laughs> I promise. Anyway, talking about some current event news, uh, in the United States, the coronavirus pandemic has now hit, I mean, every time. It's an all-time high. I don't think there's a, t- a day that it hasn't broke the record of the day before. But uh, we're now reaching um, almost, if not already, at 140,000 deaths, which is sad. That is, like, sad. Um, unbelievably so. I mean, not only because it is the result of a lot of uh, mismanagement would be the soft way to put it. A lot of needless deaths. But the the worst part is the fact that there hasn't been... No one can mourn. If you have a loved one that passes away from coronavirus, you, you can't have a funeral. You can't see the body. Most of these people passing away are elderly, are like the top of the family tree still alive the matriarchs or the the patriarchs or just the person the oldest member the one who knows everything tells stories the grandparent and that is heartbreaking i know if losing my grandma if i lost my grandma that would be the most painful thing i have yet to experience in my entire life and i cannot imagine what it is like to experience that not be able to mourn with your family not be able to see the body and then on top of that, know that they died due to possible mismanagement, just on the sheer level that, like, nothing was done to prevent this massive spread in time when it could have been done. And I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir. I think if you're someone who doesn't believe in masks for some reason, that doesn't make sense to me. You know, like, that's just brain-breaking for me. I don't understand it. I really don't understand that point of view because you're educated. You can't claim ignorance. You know how it spreads. You know how it functions. You know how it works. You know you you know what germs are. You wash your hands, you know? Like, just, just wear a mask. Anyway, off of that rant, another thing that's going on current event-wise in the United States, at least, is a conversation about mascots. Um... I believe it was FedEx who owns the Washington Redskins Stadium who essentially is forcing the team who often stood by their name, um, which is an openly hateful and derogatory racist term. They have decided to move forward with changing their name. At this time of recording, I'm not sure what their name is going to be. Um, I'm not huge into sports, but I thought the conversation around the mascot is, I think, a legitimate topic um, to be had. Uh, along with the Redskins, I believe the Cleveland Indians are also going to be changing their name. Not sure to what. But um, it really, I think, is a good conversation to have about the word. Um, not just because they are Native Americans should we, you know, 
have a conversation about this. Those are people that we have with full knowledge and ability both illegally stepped out of treaties and committed genocide against. Like, we are well aware of that. That was legal. That was done legally by many different entities, but obviously the United States. But it brings up the conversation of of the words. So, like, Indian. I'm not Native American, so I don't understand the context um, and how that word might impact people. But that's a word that, like, that was in my textbooks, essentially. That word has been used around me all the time. That word is still used. There's institutions, um, like Native American government institutions that have the word Indian in them. Now, I don't know if that's something that there's there's pride in. That's just something I think that we all should be educated on is, at least for me, I need to educate myself more on Native Americans um, and their plight, but let alone the plight of all oppressed people. But attached to that is the conversation about mascots in general. It got me thinking. I go to a high school. I go to a high school. I went to a high school where our mascot was the Conquistadors. The mascot literally was essentially, you know, uh, what is he, Alexander Cortez? I think that's his name. Essentially him in metal armor um, with a sword, a hat. I don't know if he has a musket or not. I can't remember. God, it was too long ago. But it really got me thinking, this conversation about mascots and the conversation about just properly representing yourself, let alone making a mockery of real people with real oppression um, and real feelings. It's not just oppressed people who deserve respect. Everyone deserves respect. And we are blatantly disrespecting these people by using them as images, the events that happened to them, and our perspective on them as the colonial oppressors. We're using that as not even culture, as 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 a mockery, as like a, a sham to sell. Um, we literally have, you know, a native chief... Uh, Chief Din, Chief, I don't even know. On football players running at each other, let alone the many different levels of like insanity that it represents. But, but it got me thinking about my high school, and I really do think that a conquistador is not a good symbol for your high school, let alone one that wants to present any sort of message of openness, acceptance, um, and intelligence. Why would your mascot be someone who literally committed mass genocide and destroyed many different cultures in the name of religion, uh, and essentially white supremacy, Western supremacy. It's horrifying if you think about it. You're a learning institution, and yet your mascot is a guy who murdered millions of people. That's, 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 uh, maybe pick something else. You know what I mean? Like, look, there's a college in California. I believe it's UC Santa Cruz. I, I believe. I'm like 99% sure. And their mascot is a banana slug. Now, when I first learned that eight years ago, I thought that was the dumbest thing on the planet. I was like, who wants to cheer for a banana slug? Now, eight years later, oh my God, banana slugs, banana slugs. Fuck the conquistadors. Why am I cheering for fucking Cortez? Let me cheer for a cute ass, huge slug. That's like local to where I live. Dude, make me the butterflies. That's so much doper than fucking the Cleveland Indians with this, like, literal mockery of a human being on the on your hat? Like, what are you doing? What are you representing? Uh, let's fucking start the New Jersey Nazis. Like, like, what? Nothing against people in New Jersey. It was just alliteration. But, like, at what step are we literally 
glorifying what happened. We, we really need to look at ourselves in the mirror on what we're doing because it's insane for me to think that I went to a high school for four years and I never thought twice about the fact that we were the conquistadors, the conquerors. How is that in any way, even if we go past the, the imagery of the legitimate people that committed mass genocide, that we are using their image? It's not like we're alluding to them. No, no, no. One of the conquistadors is our image. Why would you ever, as a school, be the conquerors? What are you? What are you conquering? Who are you conquering? Why are you conquering? It's not, it's not there. It's not there. What, what are you holding on to? Do you want to just have like some weird pseudo-aggressive mentality because that's what like a football team is supposed to be or like a baseball team is supposed to be? Because like sports. Like you could be like sports about anything. There's schools that love their theater program. Now, I think sports and theater should be a thing. That's great. Both should be fully funded. But the idea is, like, you don't have to cheer for, like, this aggressive mascot. Or, like, there's, like, ugh. It's just weird to me. I can't imagine being on the side that's, like, no, Washington Redskins is important to me and my city, and it's a part of my heritage and my culture and my identity. How can you possibly say that? and yet not in any way understand the other point of view, and then within that understanding, see how your perspective is definitely, you know, the 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 small little baby crying. You know what I mean? I can't be the Redskins anymore. Yeah, bro, you should have never been the Redskins. What are you doing? Who thought this was okay? How are all of you as a group okay with this? Hey, stop that. So continuing on the heavy subjects for just a little bit longer, sexual harassment, sexual predation, sexual anything is just so wrong. Like so, 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 so wrong to violate another human being. And I mean, there are clear, clear black and white zones. I'm really someone who I do not believe. Obviously, all things are not black and white. Right? Let me let me just tangent for a second. Obviously, all things are not black and white, but you can pretty much categorize things into black and white. If you go in closer on the color scale, you know what I mean? Even if there's a gray area, if you were to go into that gray area, there is a clear point where if you went this color and went over all the way to this color, you could clearly define this as black and this as white. I hope that makes sense. What, what I'm trying to say is even the gray areas are black and white. I guess what I'm trying to communicate is that obviously all things aren't black and white. When you boil things down, you can make them black and white. There's a gray area, but in that gray area is also a clear black and white. So within that, I just want to talk about how odd it is for me to have worked at a company, and that being Defy Media, with so many issues. And issues that clearly are societal and also systemic issues. So not only the company going bankrupt and obviously people in charge caring more about, you know, money and their own money versus this versus that, let alone like the idea that we weren't necessarily a truly sustainable company, but we are constantly taking in investment dollars. You know, I wasn't involved in the business end, so I really can't speak on it. But all I can speak on is from my experiences. And that company, people that I've worked with, 
I can really only speak on, and and I don't mean, it's hard. All of these people are my friends that I worked with. They were my friends at some point. Um, either still are like loose acquaintances. I still call that a friend. If I did not outwardly hate you, which there was no one there that I outwardly hated. So I consider everyone there my friend and I'm connected to them in that way. And it is so strange to have so many people there both be accused and also be found guilty for these predatory acts and predatory behavior. And I never knew, never even had an inkling, never even smelt it out. And the reason why I'm talking about this isn't to, to give tea on any situation, except for the one that I will gladly talk about, the actual man who, without a doubt, convicted, maybe convicted, I don't know. I think he settled out of court. I didn't follow up because I wanted nothing to do with him as Andy Signore. Man, that is a disgusting mess of experience. Besides that aside, it makes me think about how common it must be in companies in general. Now, I worked at like a creative company, but it was also a company company. We had a lot of employees. We had an office. We had more than one office, a couple offices um, in different locations. Like a lot of it was done by people in, you know, collars and suits. I was on the creative side. And to think that these are only the things that have come out, let alone the things that have been proven, but the number of things that haven't come out it has has got to be so high. I mean, for me, if, and obviously, if I knew anything at all, anything at all of what was going on, that ship would have would have sunk. There, I would, not only would I not be a part of it, but I would be the person to immediately expose it. And not just myself, everyone else there. If anyone was aware, like really, except for the people that were committing those acts, I do not know, I don't know of anyone else who knew of any of these things before it was public knowledge. And that's scary. And not just because, you know, that happens in entertainment companies, but every company everywhere. I mean, everything. Like, if you think about the number of accusations, it's insane, let alone the number that don't come forward. Now, obviously, there's a small percentage that I'm sure are blown out of proportion, aren't true, you know, whatever you want to say, but that does nothing to the other at least 97% that are legitimate. And, and that is so scary to me. There is a legitimate ingrained culture that we cannot deny of sexual predation towards women, but towards everyone, both tied into power and like positions of power, but just like generally in our culture. We just, it feels unsafe. And that's what sucks is that our reality is more unsafe than I was led to believe and wanted to believe myself. So that's really hard to swallow, to think that people that I knew played a part in that. And once again, to talk about the black and the white and the gray areas, like everyone, I think most people have experiences on both sides, sexual where they weren't sure of themselves. That's, that's natural, to be unsure sexually. Um, especially when you're actually doing sexual acts. But the idea of doing something unconsensual, that is an obvious blurring, not even blurring, that is an obvious step over the line. I am sure that I have, I have been pressured. I'm sure I've lightly pressured other people. But never, 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 never anything 
that in good faith in any way, shape, or form could be misconstrued into any sort of assault, predation, or actual illegal act. Never, 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 never. And I think that's most people. And I think that's a conversation that needs to be had, that we all have experienced things, obviously. What a sentence. We've all experienced things. We've all experienced things, but we need to listen to other people when they say that what they've experienced isn't normal because I haven't experienced that. And I think most people don't listen to something that they can't relate to or clearly understand. And it's hard for me to understand that, the the idea that that's happening. That's horrible. I, I understand that it's a fact, you know, and that it's, the worst thing that can happen. I mean, on the list of just horrible, horrible, shitty things. But I don't understand on the level of I've experienced it. So it is my job to listen. And and I think that's my final touch on all the current events. I have not experienced these things personally. Maybe I can relate to them or empathize with them on some level. But what they are saying, they being anyone who is coming out with like some legitimate claims of oppression, I haven't experienced it. It's my job to listen, and that's about as far as it goes up until I listen. Once I listen, then I, you know, there's actions that I can take. But the first step, yo, listen when someone's saying some shit, because probably true. Not even probably true. If 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 it's true to them, there's something going on. Yeah. So that's a end touch on that. As we're pushing past that heavy, weird series of rants. A lot of stuff happening during the hiatus. I mean, really. I got a theme song, an app, a wall. God, some sexual assault stuff, mascots. I mean, everything's going on. Everything's going on right now. And maybe it's good because then we get to have, you know, a conversation about it. But we're going to end this episode with a, a little movie review and then a song recommendation. So I actually just watched for the first time Total Recall. I think it's like from 1992 or something. The original with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Is it based off a book? I have no idea. It just got added to Netflix. And it's a movie that I've wanted to see for a while. My girlfriend wanted uh, to actually show it to me like three years ago. Netflix hasn't had it. We've checked a couple of times. So maybe it just got added in this last week. Maybe I watched it on the day it came out. I have no idea. But I watched Total Recall. I cannot recommend that movie enough. That movie was so fun. That was the definition of a 90s action Arnold Schwarzenegger film. It's got some comedy in it, but it's got some cool futuristic stuff. They really did it well. Like, I cannot tip my hat off to that movie enough because it was never too serious, and yet it was not campy the whole time, even though it's campy as fuck. Maybe campy isn't the right term, but you'll see. Cheesy. You'll see. You definitely need to watch yourself some Total Recall. It's on Netflix now. If not, Google it. Just be like Total Recall full movie, and you'll probably watch it backwards with like the audio a little delayed. Oh, well. And finally, a song recommendation. I don't want to leave you without a song recommendation. I thought that would be a fun little segment to add. Um, You know, I love music. Great. I hope everyone loves music because music is awesome. But uh, a song for you to listen to this week. So this week's song recommendation is is Fallen Angel by FKA Twigs off of her album Mary Magdalene. Maybe it's just called Magdalene. I don't know. But uh, yeah, you need to listen to this song. It is an amazing, amazing, amazing song. 
Fallen Angel by FKA Twigs. And if you have the time, you should watch her music video for another one of her songs, Cellophane. It's probably a song that you've heard before, but you've never heard it with the music video. It's one of the best music videos I've ever seen. But this week's song recommendation is Fallen Angel, FKA Twigs. Send me a tweet. Let me know what you think about the song. If you like it, if you don't like it, if you've got recommendations to check out, maybe I'll suggest it next week. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to No Grossman Live or watching if you're watching the video podcast version. These podcasts come out every single Tuesday, audio version and video version Thursday on my personal YouTube channel. We are done with our hiatus. Needed a little bit of a hiatus because it just felt like it was time to let other people kind of have the airwaves. I really didn't feel like it was my place to um, attempt to shoehorn myself in the front of any conversation. It was really for me to listen to and still to listen to and to take action on. Um, And that's for all of us. So yeah, thank you very much for listening. I'll see you next week. Peace. Shh, <laughs>